We're talking about Breath of the Wild. Breath of the Wild. It's that. It's that that game. On the Breath of on Wild, the Wii U, talking the best game on the Wii U. Do the shrines. What if I was still playing it on the Wii U? I feel like uh, I. When's the last time I plugged my Wii U in? When was the last time you played the best game on the Wii U? Is of course Pikmin Three Wii Fit Plus. Oh, might be Pikmin Three. I have been told recently that Pikmin Three is like one of the best games of all time, and I feel like I need to probably play any Pikmin at some point. Oh, you ain't played no Pikmin. I don't think I've ever played any Pikmin. Uh, it's really good. I feel like I have a theory about all Nintendo franchises that Pikmin is a, a very big part of. And okay, uh, since this episode is going to be pretty short, you didn't do much of anything in Breath of the Wild. I will get into like... my theory. Okay, go for it. Um, there is this life cycle of a franchise where Pikmin one. Has this cool idea. Okay. And does a pretty good job of it. Um, but obviously is not like... Well, like, Pikmin 1 is so <laughs> cool that... Uh, but, like, you, there's room for improvement. And that comes with the second entry in the franchise. Pikmin okay. 2 is, like, a much bigger brain, right? Okay, sure, it's, sure, sure, sure. It's, they, did the, they did the proof of concept. Now they're taking it to its full extent. Right. And they're being really experimental um but still um not so crazy that it is uh you can't deal with it then you have pikmin 3 which is like it really is number three on top of one and two it's adding basically the same thing on top of itself and in pikmin 3 you have three playable guys instead of two um, but, like, it's adding just as much complexity as two added to one. And so it starts to become unwieldy. I was wondering that. Yeah, that's kind of what ends up happening in games sometimes is they take and, it too far and you end up with too much. And so what happens is the fourth entry has to scale it way back to, like, 80% of what Pikmin 1 was. And I haven't actually played Hey Pikmin, so I don't know for sure if this... Uh, is it called Hey Pikmin? I don't even know that. I think that's right. Um, it's a side-scroll game, right? It's a side-scroller. Um, but, like, it's... <laughs> I'm led to believe that it's way closer to Lemmings than <laughs> anything else. I've never played Lemmings. But For as much as I feel like that's an old head, like, pillar of game, I've never touched it. Uh, but you've played stuff that is ripping it off. I'm sh- surely. Uh, well, you I played... played chapter two of Paper Mario: a Thousand Year Door. Here is something to think about: <laughs> Paper Mario, Thousand Year Door, Super Paper Mario, Sticker Star. One, two, three, four. Yeah. Normal, amazing, too much, way too little. Okay. Okay, your pattern's holding. Um. Do I have another data point to support this? Uh, while you're thinking of data points, I'm going to start the episode, I think. Okay. Uh, I played more Breath of the Wild. Uh, I went... Oh, so I finished Va Meadow, and now a bunch of, like, Rito Town quests and stuff opened up. So uh, we'll kind of go through some of that stuff, I think. You know what? I think that in its original formulation... 
I used this theory to predict that the fourth Pikmin game would be nowhere near as good, and I was proven right. Sure, if you count, hey Pikmin. Okay, and I'm a pretty I, w- smart I would say guy. by some appro- by some approximations, people wouldn't count side games and stuff, and that gets very murky. Well, let's just agree that I'm smart. Yeah. And now you can do your little Zelda podcast. Oh, thank you for permitting me to do the podcast that you have to edit. Ha 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 ha, I win. Uh... Oh, I was going to point out, uh, on an earlier episode, we were in Tanagar Canyon, and there was all those windmills. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, And I meant to check Rito Town to see if they were here as well, and they are. Okay. So that means that they are a Rito thing. The Rito put them in Tanagar Canyon, perhaps to, like, judge wind currents and stuff there i can see why bird people would want to be able to see from a distance what the wind is like way down the end of the canyon so yeah. they don't have to be powering anything this is a perfect theory that makes perfect sense i think it all works out perfect dust my hands off on that one uh there's some ma- a matching pair of quests i talked about the first half that i found which was Junie, the newlywed is here who wanted a baked apple uh-huh uh, but I found her spouse, Jogo, who has a matching quest where he wants a piece of flint so he can make Junie more baked apples. Okay. Uh, marriage is a, you know, an institution. He gave me a hundred rupees for giving him one piece of flint, which is unfair on my part. <laughs> um, but then subsequently you can turn in either of these, like, you you can give either of these people the same item again, but in scaling in in bigger quantities, and then the value you get scales depending on how much you turn in. Okay. So I turned in a hundred flint and got twelve hundred rupees. You turned in a hundred flint at once. At once. Good grief. Uh, and it's I guess the baked apples also scales. The how same did way. you have a hundred flint? I had 200 flint. That's why I only gave him 100. <laughs> Good grief. Uh, I don't. I hope I don't need that flint for anything else, but I was like, I probably can get away with giving him a whole bunch of flint. So I got 1,200 rupees. Uh, that seems like a really solid way to make rupees, but also I think, I think at this point rupees are not a problem. Well, and I think that you're not supposed to have 200 flint. I think that you're playing the game wrong. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe. Uh, okay, there's a long, uh, oh no, this isn't a long one, this is the other one. Uh, there's a lady named Badoli, who has half of a song, and she tells it to you, but she forgot the other half. She's like, hey, go bug my sister, she remembers the other half. So you go to your sister, Lysa, and she's like, oh, I have got the second half, but I want to make sure you know the first half. So she quizzes you, and you have to be able to recite the first half. Okay. Uh, I did this like oh uh, several weeks apart <laughs> so i had forgotten the first half and had to just guess my way through to remember the first half mm. and then she told me the second half which gives me like a complete song which is a hint about a shrine the clues lead you to a pedestal that is like south of the lake where if you wait till a little afternoon mm-hmm. the like hole in the spire that Rito town is built around the the light of like the noon sun passes by in such a way that like a spotlight of a heart shape sure 
superimposes itself on top of the pedestal and the pedestal activates and then i stood there waiting for it to like open and was like it's not opening what's happening and then i had to pull up the quest log and see that oh there's a part another part of the uh that second half yes yes says that you have to start a fire on that pedestal yes so i shot a fire arrow at it which opened up barita nag shrine uh this shrine was just called cannons <laughs> yes um and it involves cannons yeah it's got those like bomb cannons where you put a bomb in it to launch a thingy yeah uh, and you have to hit a target it's not particularly difficult there's um, like two two rounds to it there's well there's like you you can't actually aim the cannon so the challenge yeah. is in stuff flying in front of the target that you have to time your shot so that the your projectile will hit the target instead of hitting one of the things and it takes it's no it's not very hard but it, it it's it's no bomb chew bowling no um in in fact i think it's very similar to the shrine i hate where you're stasis golfing yeah I, it's similar in scope to that only it's not something that is infuriating well and it's because you can try as many times as you want. You're not degrading a weapon. Correct. And it also takes much less time to make a shot. Whereas in stasis golfing, you have to hit the stupid ball over and over and over again. And then it takes... I'm very excited to go back to that train eventually and play it for several hours trying to... You can do that episode on your own. Uh, We'll get there eventually. Okay, the other big quest here is like a two-parter quest. Yeah, yeah. A uh, Molly, who I think is Cass's spouse. Yes, that's correct. Uh, asks you to look for her daughter Keel, who's gone missing, and she's like, she probably went off to the Warbler's Nest. She usually goes there. Would you go check and see if she's there? You know what? I think Jason McIntosh listens to this podcast. Okay. So that's fun for him. Why is that fun for him? Because he wrote the Warbler's Nest. Oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> oh, all IF knowledge left my head like instantly. That's good. So you go to the Warbor's Nest. She's there uh, and she's waiting for her sisters to show up because they were going to do a recital. So you have to go back to town and seek each of them out. So that's where like the second half of the quest goes. Because mm-hmm. you go back and tell Amali that, oh, yeah, she's there. And she says, oh, OK, cool. Thanks. <laughs> the mom's just like, I didn't care that she left town. I just wanted to know she let where she went. <laughs> You didn't leave me a message before you left. Well, and she... I, I have done this, actually, in games where the the quest to, like, go to this thing is actually just a reason for you to see this... For you to see this thing to set something else in motion. Of course. Of course. Um, so you have to seek out the sisters. I listed all their names in order because I'm still in the back of my mind trying to find a, a, a logic to... Right, right. Rito names, uh, from oldest to youngest, all the sisters are Knots, Cots, Genli, Cree, and Keel. Mm. I got nothing. Genli is intriguing. Gen- Genli is the one who she's the other ones you can find and talk to them, but mm-hmm. Genli is obstinate and she says she will not leave until she gets to eat some salmon. Meniere. French word, Meniere. I don't, French is my linguistic blind spot, so thank you. 
And so, you, but if you talk to the other sisters, they'll give you the ingredients for that. And then you can just make that and give it to her. Mm-hmm. Um, I kept mixing up the icon for wheat and the icon for rice, and I kept making sushi. I've done that before. Yep. Which, in real life, that's great. I love sushi's good. Um, <laughs> you assemble the choir. They all go back to the warbler's nest. And while the standing there, they will each, like, sing a note in sequence. Mm-hmm. Like, each one sings one note, and you're kind of, they're arranged in a row, so you can see there's a really obvious pattern you're trying to memorize. Yeah. The warbler's nest itself is a pedestal surrounded by weird stones. Yes. Where each stone has a hole in it. Uh-huh. And has, like, a bunch of little tick marks on it. This is so wild, actually, because... For how many years, Zelda games would have puzzles where you learn a song and you play a song on an instrument and it became like the most natural thing. Yes. We put so much work into the idea of using your game controller to play a song on an instrument. Breath of the Wild doesn't have that. And so now when they want to do basically the same thing, like learn a pattern and repeat a pattern... It now has to be expressed in these totally ridiculous, unwieldy mechanics. Yep. And it was so unwieldy that I didn't even realize I was supposed to be playing these stones like an instrument. Uh, So I was shooting arrows through them. (laughs) I think I might have done that. That sounds familiar. But that's because we had that other shrine uh, like five or six episodes ago where you had to shoot through stones with circles in them. holes in stones, so shoot arrows. Makes sense. So I got got real confused and was like, wait, what am I doing wrong? And I had to search for it. And it's like, no, you need a Korok leaf and you have to blow air through it. And I called foul foul on that. (laughs) Partially because I don't keep a Korok leaf on me. Well, and do, do any of the little bird kids say like these rocks make noises when air goes through them or something absolutely like that? not absolutely not well uh, this is almost like relying on prior zelda knowledge kind of situation yeah in a way that this game generally doesn't do so i was right. like ah but i chopped down some trees and found a leaf and then played the song on the stones uh, and... i unlocked vulota shrine and what's that this shrine is hilarious. Let's. Uh, I want to. I, I saw the video for this shrine, but I want to hear you describe it. You start off in a like chamber, and you have to climb a very long ladder, like Snake Eater, and yes. you get to the top of it, and there's a long hallway with a switch at the end of it, and so uh-huh. you like walk towards the switch, and as you approach the switch, a gate closes behind you. <laughs> And you're like, well, okay, all I can do is hit the switch now. <laughs> and so you hit the switch. The ground gives out underneath you in a trapdoor and drops you straight into lava. Yes. It is hilarious. The catch is that if you're expecting it, you have enough time to pop your uh, uh, sailcloth. And Well, I feel like, like ca- you have ca- enough time. You're pretty high up. Oh, you're very high up, but at the time I was like not processing what was happening. Oh, so you actually definitely fell into lava? I plummeted straight into lava wow. and then laughed very hard about it. Uh, gosh, I guess that that is funnier than the person who has the quick reflexes and saves themselves. I had no quick reflexes here. I definitely just plummeted straight into the lava and laughed very hard about it. It was very good. This is 
if we take it that the shrines were de- designed by the monks within them, uh, this monk ha- <laughs> Vu Loda has a great sense of humor. All the rest of them are trying to like teach you lessons or make you stronger. He's like, no, 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 I got this. Watch. <laughs> there they, I guess. Uh, inside is just a very simple like riding on air currents kind of puzzle thing. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's the actual shrine itself is not terribly interesting. But just the intro to it is very good. Right. I, I was very impressed. I I was also, like, shocked that there was even, like, a shrine after all this, like, prelude to it. Again, like, where the freebie shrines go remains impossible to predict. That was kind of the... There's one other quest I have, but that's not till I get up into the mountains, so I won't worry about that right now. Okay. Um, Kilton showed up while I was running around town. Okay. So I went and I talked to him because I hadn't seen him in a while. At this point, he had, I think, all of the masks in the game. Did Unless he have other... the uh, Lionel mask? I have the Lionel mask now. I feel like that's the last mask that he offers. I think so. Unless DLC adds something I'm forgetting. But, but I have the... But... You haven't done all the Divine Beasts, and I feel no. like he must add something to his uh, wearers. I would think so, too, but I don't... I Well, we'll see, I guess. Well, it's not like any resource exists on some sort of universal network of computers that might record this information. I mean, I'm not going to look right now because we're going to finish this episode and I'm immediately going to dump all of this information. So that's just how this works. Okay. Uh, I got So I picked up the rest of the masks. I got the monster horse armor too. Sure. So in 20 episodes when I start riding horses again, that'll be relevant. Uh-huh. Uh, I did ride a bear on How accident. did you ride a bear? There was a bear when I was walking around the lake, and I just, he got close enough, and I hit A and hopped on his back. Whoa! Uh, and then I tamed him, and then I took him to the stable, because I wanted to see the reaction. Uh-huh. And the stable guy was just like, this isn't a poor silly. <laughs> and that was it. I mean, he didn't even react to the fact that I was riding a bear. I was very bummed out a little That's bit. That's too bad. Like, oh, come on, man. This is cool. Isn't this cool? It, it looks rad when you ride a bear. It does look cool. I feel like uh, there's some like folk, folk myth. There's some ancient character, the the uh, like a Robin Hood guy who rides a bear. Like Paul Bunyan? Maybe Paul Bunyan. I don't think that's... No, he, no that's, that's, a, that's an ox. Well, he doesn't ride Babe either. Babe he could probably ride Babe. work for him. I'm not saying that this bear riding character exists in folklore, but it's an empty archetype that we need to create. Maybe Breath of the Wild 2 will have you make friends with a bear that you ride, and maybe the Again, bear will be able to fly around I with certainly tiny hope little that, wings. Are they going to put Mush in Breath of the Wild? They'll put Mush in Breath of the Wild 2, but oh, not the other guys Mush. whose names That's okay. I forget. Dimitri and, and Ricky. Dimitri. Why is there a named to dimitri that's so weird i i'm okay if it's just moosh yeah i'm moosh okay. kind of moosh is kind of the best of the three as far as i'm concerned there is only one animal companion in the oracle games his name is moosh moosh is very good anyway oh, you want... wrote a bear in this game too yeah but it wasn't moosh so who cares okay no i, I so i tried out the lizafool's mask i hadn't tried out any of these masks at all oh okay and so i ran up to like a Lizifos base with like the Lizifos mask on. And it's very interesting because they just kind of like follow you around. Yeah. Uh, until I dropped a bomb on the ground and then they realized it was a facade and then <laughs> a battle You didn't ensued. even activate the bomb? No, I just dropped it on the ground and they freaked out. That's so weird because 
like if a monster sees a bomb and doesn't know that you threw it, yeah, then they're interested in the bomb like they don't know what it is. Right? Uh I I guess. I guess sometimes they like kick them away. Maybe maybe Bokoblins are dumber about bombs than moblins. Well, this is Elizaphos, so maybe Elizaphos are smart. Maybe this bear's investigation. There's also, that bear again. The Lizalfo mask worked on skeletal Lizalfos. Sure. Uh, what you think I they get anticipated. smarter when they rot away? Maybe they got all that time being dead to think about stuff. <laughs> I went to an area. I kind of explored around the lake. There wasn't too much to talk about that we haven't already talked about, but I did go to a cool place called Dragonbone Mire, mm-hmm. which a is just a great place name, right? B is a very cool place because it's like a tar pit. Yeah. With a bunch of giant bones in it. Sure. It's rad. It's really cool. I don't know. I just wanted to, I had to shout it out. That was a yeah, cool spot. Yeah, we got to do every location in the game, so. We're not doing every location in the game because I didn't talk about Passer Hill. I didn't talk about Kuho Mountain because those are boring places. Oh, Zach, what did you just do? Ah, uh, you got me you there. just talked about both those places. Heck. Gotcha. Super cut of me mentioning every place name in the, in the <laughs> game. I Then I also made a trek out to Hebra Tower. I wanted the map for Hebra because, spoilers, that's where I'm going next. Okay. So I marched up into the snowfields, went through the Tabantha Village ruins, mm. uh, and went to Hebra Tower. Hebra Tower is, like, the first kind of the first time the game introduces you to ice as a puzzle element every time zach says this is the first time you do this i think well if you go through things in this order it is well also i have seen ice in the game already so it's not the first time i've seen it this playthrough yeah but it's the first time i noticed it playing the game the first time oh okay uh, where the base of the tower is surrounded by giant chunks of ice that you have to melt to get across. And melting ice is very funny because, like, I pull out a flame blade, and if you swing the sword, it doesn't... Melting things in the game is determined by, like, proximity to fire source over time. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So, like, a single swing just melted a little bit. Right, the blade but to, goes like, through the ice but doesn't... Act like break it or anything just makes it no. shrink real fast for half a second exactly so the better thing to do is to like start a fire next to the thing yes um or like have a fire tipped arrow i know i've done that before a fire just a fire arrow like in your hands no 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 like catch an arrow on fire because uh-huh. you can like if you pull out like a regular arrow, put it into a fire, and then walk around with it, it's like having a torch. And that's it, it melts things just as fast as a torch. Yeah. Uh huh. Well, stuff like that. So that actually works better. So I'll I climb to the top that, of that. Like the the core idea that we have big chunks of ice that take a long time to melt, and you have to think creatively about how to melt them, is really good. But as someone who has thought way, way, way too much about this game, the fact that uh, every source of fire does is exactly as uh, useful as every other source of fire. And there's no... You don't get to feel more clever for pulling out a 
solution that makes more sense. They should bring back Blue Fire. Oh yeah, from uh, Ocarina of from Time. My favorite game, the the best game, the perfect o- game, Ocarina of Time, and like have that be like for Super Ice. Oh yeah, that. But good. then like because because Breath of the Wild is a game where you can kind of invent solutions. Maybe you can like chain regular fire together in a way to melt the red ice or something uh the the idea of blue fire is like another well, element fire. you get to play with on top there of... is blue fire in the game what are you talking oh wait there is there totally is blue is fire that what that game. is is the blue fire no if i were to take that blue fire from all the way across the game and try and melt ice with it would it melt faster someone on youtube assuredly has done this already (laughs) i'm gonna say it probably doesn't but it should it should huh then they'd have to put bottles in the game that would get confusing now we're just playing ocarina of time again yeah this is what nintendo has done to us okay guess what else we got i went back to the flight range oh yeah because we were talking about uh oh. how the original flight range mission was stupid easy for babies you actually have to talk to teva again and then there's a cutscene of him and his son leaving town to go back to the flight range <laughs> okay it's very dumb and cute where it's just like okay we're leaving bye and he like hops on the his son hops on his back and they fly off but it's like a cutscene in a way that it's like this should not be a cutscene. what is happening <laughs> weird <laughs> again everything around teva feels so flimsy Huh. He was the last one they decided to do anything with, I feel like. I guess, yeah. But they're hanging out there, and uh, Teba's son Tulin will challenge you to a much more adequate challenge in the flight range of destroy all the targets in 30 seconds. Which sounds impossible. I got close my first try. Uh, There are, turns out, 20 targets, Hmm. and I got 19 of 20. That's pretty good. The thing is, as time slows down, oh, like, the the timer slows down when you slow down time. Okay, that makes sense. So it's kind of just slow down time and then hit as many as you can in the area, uh-huh. and then book it to another area and then do it again. And you're still replenishing your stamina when you open exactly. Thing, so exactly, okay. that doesn't stamina is not so an hard. issue. So it's just trying to find all the things, and I just I could I, I could do that. I couldn't find the last couldn't find the last one before thirty seconds was over. I and probably then could gave find me, the last one. He gave me 100 rupees. I think you get 300 rupees if you get all 20. So, okay. I'm I'm happy that at least that exists. Yeah, yeah. Because in my head, I'm like, did, did they just not use this at all? <laughs> did they design this for a really easy minigame? What's happening here? So, no, that minigame actually exists. So, uh, I feel validated a little bit there. Uh, and then the last thing I did was I went to Hebra Trailhead Lodge. We remember this place. From the beginning of our infamous horse race episode. Oh, that's right. Yeah, we were here before. Yeah. Uh, there was a guy at a fire outside of it that I went to talk to, and uh, he turned out to be a uh, Iga. Yeah. Guy. Um, and I'm like, buddy, why are you all the way out here? <laughs> I think that as you explore Hebrew in more depth, there are a few people. I mean, there need to be a couple people actually just hanging out in the frozen waste uh, just because that is such a cool uh, thing for a person to be doing. Yeah. 
so it's disappointing when it turns out to be an assassin. Well, so it, the, the lodge itself is cool because it's like straight up like there, there's a there's a book there. Right, and right. There's a lady who I haven't met yet. I forget her name. I'll meet her probably next episode. And she's the person that does all the racing up on top of the, the mountain. shield surfing. Yeah. And she like basically set it seems like she set up this little house with like a bed and a hearth and supplies as like a hey, this is where you want to start going up the mountain from. Yeah. And then and there's like a guest book. It's yeah, it's the same book, and like people have like written other stuff in there afterwards and been like, Hey, I came through here and this was really helpful. So And then there's like a guy who's like, Oh, I'm gonna beat you at shield surfing. Just the idea of a a character is saying when you climb up the mountain, it's good to have a place to like start out and here is my setup for for you to rest before you start on this excursion. Tr- that's treating the world of the game is like a real place where people have practical intentions on the world. Okay. Right. Which right. is already so much more than games usually do. And then it's like, well, let's treat the people that we're imagining are using this place as real people and creating this artifact that has all these different personalities in it. Yes. Uh, treating the the social world as a real world as well. So this is just a dynamite location. And it's all using just stuff that's already in the game. Like oh, it's yeah. It's just a house. It's just the, the, the regular house. It's... It's all stuff that already exists, and it tells such a story. Yeah. It's so good. I love this. And, like, there's all these, like, actual practical tips. Like, first off, it's like, yeah, people she, – she prefaces it with, like, okay, you're crazy for trying to climb it. People die all the time climbing this mountain. <laughs> like, she straight up says that. And she's like, okay, that aside, if you're determined to do it, here's the, here's the main tips. And she gives you all these – she outlines, like, follow my flags, you know, don't over – you make sure you're – dress for warmth, make sure mm-hmm. you have adequate food, like all that stuff. It's so cool. And if you're not, you know, a demigod expert at this game, like I am, then um, these are like useful tips. Like if you are in any kind of, um, if you start to try and be realistic, if you're like role playing as a real person in this game, then you actually do need to follow these tips. Yeah. Otherwise, a wolf will eat you. Right. And the wolves here take more than one hit, I found out. There are tougher wolves than in the canyon? They are tougher wolves than in the canyon, because normally, normally when I get like harried by a group of wolves, I shoot one with an arrow and it dies and the other ones run away. Sure. I shot one with an arrow and it kept coming. And Whoa! Like, oh, no. Uh, so the animals are tougher here. There's like rhinos up here. Yeah, it's, I told you about those rhinos. It, it's a whole new ballpark up here. I'm very excited. The first time I came through this area, I did not know that this like trailhead lodge even existed. <laughs> and I didn't go up this way at all. So I'm extremely excited to like climb the mountain on this like not even game intended path, but like the world intended path yeah. right in character intended path the in yeah exactly this is an in character thing for me to be like i'm gonna climb this mountain but this specific way not the way that my superhero hero of the world can do okay i'm excited so, i am super excited to climb this mountain 